0: We're here today with Mike Mullins, designer of Bottom of the Ninth and PentaCore. Welcome to Design Diary, the podcast where you get to look inside my board game design notebook as well as what's going on inside my head. We look at a new word each day from the sense of mechanics, tone, theme, or inspiration for a full game. Today's word is... Abide. To bear patiently, tolerate, to endure without yielding, withstand, to wait for, await, to accept without objection, to remain stable or fixed in a state, to continue in a place, <laughs> sojourn. <laughs> There's the hundred definitions for the word abide. That's so, awesome. So, so what's, which one of those did
1: you run with? Well, sort of. So to withstand without yielding, those kind of things. Um, so what this originally made me think about, of course, was the dude who always abides. The dude abides. Uh, but, but, but pushing past uh, the designing a big Lebowski game. Uh, I don't know if you've ever played any of the like, uh, like card battle games or things like that that have specific goals. So it's like, all right, we'll win this fight with like seven or seven or fewer remaining hit points or something like that. Right. Okay, yeah. And those are always interesting tasks because you need to not run over the opponent. Right. You got to like a, a lot of times when you're trying to do those more difficult ones, you, you're talented enough or you have the, enough cards or whatever that you could destroy the opponent. But you have to let them like we, like whittle you down and then finish them right before they kill you. Usually it's like a turn difference, right? Like if you screwed around too much, then they, you would lose the game or whatever. Yeah. Um, so when I started thinking about Abide, I thought about that specific goal and allowing yourself to get um, hurt or whatever as part of how you would win. Uh, and then trying to set that as the primary goal didn't seem all that interesting. So I was trying to think of another way where as part of the way that you did things that you had to abide, you had to take damage or whatever. And then my sort of tangent from there was I was thinking about, um, allowing your opponent to do things, right? So um, maybe the maybe even like you know casting something is a negotiation, where it's like all right, I'm gonna put this in a play, and you have to allow your opponent to do that. And I was like, well, that's kind of clunky because then you could just not allow them or whatever. So basically, th- what it kind of came around to was a um, some sort of card battle system, which I know there's a million of them, but this is just kind of the the starting point. And I was thinking about one of the things that has made Modern card games popular is the is the fact that there's no land to cast stuff right like with Hearthstone yeah. or many other things you get one or two mana in round one and three in round two and four like so it has a natural escalation. They've gotten you know, rid so of the
0: the big management,
1: right? Exactly. Which, to be honest, I never really liked, but I get that that's a deck building strategy and blah blah blah. Like, you know, I get that it's its own cool thing. Yeah. Um, and so what I was thinking about basically is that. So in the game, it is a heads-up card battle system. So if you think basically like magic, you're a good starting point, right? Um, you can put in any uh, level 1 creatures into play for free or cast any level 1 spells for free. You can do that once per turn. Anything else you want to do, whether it's to put another a second card in play or cast anything like that's level 2 or higher, you have to ask your opponent if you are allowed to do that. okay. <laughs> amazing. And, and so you put a card face down, and you're like, all right, I want to bring in a level two creature. And your opponent has to say yes or no, right? And so if they say yes, you're allowed to summon that creature. And again, there's no cost for it. It's, you know, The cost is that negotiation. Yeah. Um, so then if you allow that, then you get, I don't know, abide points. Yeah, exactly. Uh, whatever it is, right? So that's part of, part of the currency, is that you are building up these points that you are so chill, you're letting your opponent do these things. And then I thought similarly, like, uh, each unique point of damage you took, you know, so I take three damage from this, that's one abide point. Uh, I took a damage from a spell, that's one abide point, right? So you have this, that's one of the currencies. So obviously you have your own health, you have your abide points. And then um, you get refusal points your opponent would get refusal points if you decided not let them. Right. Yeah. So, um, there might even be, that might be a straight up win condition. Like, uh, if you ever, if you refuse the fifth thing, you just lose. Um, or there could be, uh, like some sort of hidden rule where, uh, in order to win, you have to not only knock your opponent out, but you, you must refuse three or less times. And they don't know like what your, what your targets are like, okay, I need to accumulate 30 abide points, And I can only refuse two times before I die. So then obviously it would require some crazy amount of balancing because, uh, you know, you need to be able to have the point totals not get whittled down so quickly. Like I'm just going to run you over. Even if you say yes to like two or three things, I'm going to run you over with these particular spells or whatever. But the whole back and forth is like this, uh, how much stuff can I let my opponent actually bring into play uh, before he outright kills me, and I need to, you know, whatever. Um, so I just kind of thought that would be an interesting take on the on the whole concept of of casting stuff.
0: It is, and it fits right in with that like one v one fighting game because I don't I don't even know if you played the like last iteration of like the the Homestuck game I was working on God tier, but we had the uh, Prosbit and Durst uh, points where basically you did something good, you got to... If you did something like positive, you got a positive marker. If you did something negative, you got a negative one, and you could be balanced in the middle. Um, But negative ones gave you extra defense. Positive ones, uh, or no, positive ones give you extra defense. The negative ones, uh, I forget, it's been so long, but it accumulated to like a really bad thing that could happen. And it just Mm. felt that feels like a really good 1v1 battle system thing.
1: Yeah, and, and whenever I look at something like that, what makes you know magic and the other successful ones successful is that there's lots of paths to victory yeah and the problem with some of the ones that have just you know flash in the pan kind of gone is that there's a dominant strategy and so um it would seem to me that there's this fun you know all right well i'm gonna let you do whatever you want but i'm gonna rush you or uh you know whatever it happens to be i'm gonna defend just enough and um you know, there's some funky things to uh, to consider. Like, so, you know, if if attacking or defending is not compulsory, then then once it got a little bit tense, like, oh well, I, I don't have enough points to win. So if I knock him out, he's going to win on abide points or whatever. Yeah. So if there was some sort of compulsory attacker situation where it's like, okay, I need to put the cards out there to whittle the whittle the life total down, but then. Know, oh, well she's going to she's going to win this round unless I can find a way to like knock out my own creature because I don't have enough abide points to actually <laughs> knock her out or whatever. Um, for me had,
0: as the as the perpetual engine builder, I want to cash in my abide points for for like a like a constant that I have out in play. Oh, absolutely. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's one of the game's currency. Yeah, so whether, exactly. Whether it's like a, you know, you need you need 10 or more to be allowed to finish off your opponent or something like that. Or again, like it could even be a weird hidden role thing where like, you know, I only need six to win, but I only have two refusals in the whole game, you know, or something like that. Like that would be kind of a, yeah, lots of, lots of different ways to approach that or, or not even necessarily hidden where it's like, this is the person that I'm playing here. Here's my very attainable target, but I have to say yes to everything that you do, you know, like, yeah, like exactly. When the person's shows up with like a, a red deck against you. It's like, wow, you're super aggro. It could be the same thing when you drop that card down and be like, I'm going to say yes to whatever you want, but I only need like 12 points to win. So Yeah,
0: I just want to yes, 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 and just hold myself off till I drop this massive bomb, like, <laughs> right. you know, that I build up like just via just being this good guy and saying yeah and totally oh, right. and then it. as
1: And then as the other player, you know, one of your responses is to stop asking.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Right? But, <laughs> so do you, like, intentionally nerf your own play because you're only putting in one little level one spell per turn or whatever? Um, and then, you know, there's lots of other fun directions to go that, like, if depending on your interest in the, in the natural escalation, it could be that, like, you can only play something that's the next level up. So if you're trying to go level three and you only have a level one on the table, then that's worth two abide points or whatever. So, like,
0: yeah.
1: you know... Something
0: like that. I. Yeah, my brief, brief idea was, and it could actually go really well with that, is just a game where the whole beginning is just planning. And I don't even know what I mean by planning, but really just like us playing separately from each other, building up our things, and then we spent all this time for this big big end and it's just like you know it's a lot of like resource management and just shuffling things around and at the end your plan comes together and then it's just like you throw it at the table almost like a you know a terrible theme but like building up for a science fair and then having your science fair but <laughs> you know but instead of that it would just be you know <laughs> building up of course a battle or something along those lines but i don't know just having just like and I thought of it as being very meta where in the gameplay it's the same thing. You're abiding as you play. You're just setting up and setting up and setting up and setting up for this big big finish when we finally call, "All right, show me what you got." And then it goes. Right. I don't yeah, know of any games that are like, like a, that.
1: <laughs> something climactic that to to not just get away from the battle thing would be like a heist type situation where one person is like building up their security. So it's yeah. like, All right, I'm going with like, you know, heat sensors and a laser net and this and that like oh well i went with uh you know i can repel down the roof and i can like all this stuff (laughs) i want to do like all right we got the heat
0: sensors and then the guy who had to scout the location scouted some sort of like freezer thing where there's no heat like like just they all (laughs) were planning in secret and just see if this if this if this heist actually works out right
1: yeah we don't need to be some public things like okay (laughs) if as I'm playing cards, I have to install this thing, so you know that like there's construction going on in like the west wing of this mansion or whatever it is, and so you can try to scout that out. So, so there would be some interplay back and forth, trying to like figure out because it'd be it'd be kind of dumb to be like, haha, here's my intricate defense, and it's like, oh, I just <laughs> tunneled up from the basement and I win on this one card. You yeah, know? exactly. There need to be some interplay. Like you, you, you know, you must go through this corridor because whatever reason you know to force some actual interplay
0: i haven't have you played a good heist game
1: like, uh, it seems see. like it's a
0: ripe theme and i know there are heist games and i just saw one today on board geek that i can't remember the name of but uh i've never really had one that i love did
1: you play burgo brothers
0: uh yes i did play that was fun that was good
1: yeah that's the one that i w- would point to um where yeah, that's
0: definitely the one <laughs>
1: yeah where you feel like you're pulling something off when you do yeah i think exactly. that's that's the key element that's missing is that even some of the other ones that, you know when you do whatever it's like you win it just feels like oh well i moved my players around better you know and i feel like that one actually kind of feels like you pulled something off it's like i can't believe that the security guard didn't walk this way you know like it kind of feels like you got away with something
0: yeah the one I thought of was... It's not even Heist. It was Spies. It was Heimlich and Company. Which oh, is I've a, played that one. Yeah, it's an old... I guess it was a Spiel Aris winner, and it's being remade as a game called Top Secret Spies, or it was Top... I don't know, but uh, I saw an ad for it on BoardGameGeek today. It's old. Uh, 84. 84. <laughs> yeah, so cool. That's all I have, so I think that's... Uh, unless we want to go Big Lebowski theme, which... <laughs> always want to do.
1: Well, I mean, I always <laughs> want to go big with fishing, but uh, so, it's like, all right, oh,
0: now the uh here's the challenge that I have for the week. That I've done this all week, and I wasn't going to put you through it, but I am. Um, <laughs> I tried to approach each word and come up with a starting player mechanic for every word. And the reason why I want you to do it is because you came up with the brilliant starting player mechanic for uh, Invino Morte, <laughs> which I'm going to paraphrase... Hold on, I might have it right here. Uh, I don't have it right here. I'm going to paraphrase that um, you're a bunch of adults. <laughs> I don't know. Do you do you remember it?
1: <laughs> it the, so in Morte Mortis is a game where you're trying to assign people glasses of wine or poison. So I said, decide amongst yourself who is the first player. If you can't decide, you should not be drinking wine, poisoned or not. <laughs> so It's wonderful.
0: Um, so... Abide. This is a tough one, and they're all tough. You know, it's like you don't have a, th- a game with a theme. I mean, you could go with the with the the heist theme or whatever, but it's hard. Like I've had such trouble with it this week. So putting you on the spot does it, does it trigger <laughs> well, anything?
1: Well, it, it depends. I mean, I, I have we're going like to
0: be a... p- patiently waiting for. <laughs>
1: we exactly. So my goofy answer is that. Um... The, the person to go first is whoever can wait long enough for the game to start, so the other person is like, just go. Uh, <laughs> so the two of you sit down to play abide, and just like start into the staring contest. Well, there's like, like, you did know, like
0: stick your finger on the nose game, mm-hmm. like the opposite of that. And I know there is one where you're the last one to lift your finger off of something, or <laughs> one of those things,
1: right? Or so uh, it would be whoever's willing. So you're almost like a bidding thing so even for the first player you're saying all right look i will let you start with three abide points uh it's like oh well you know how about you you go first and i and i get the four abide points so you're so you're seeing like what you can actually tolerate to give away as a starting handicap or whatever
0: yeah i the uh I was just thinking of something about standing still,
1: like the last one to move,
0: (laughs) which is just like so stupid.
1: One player, you just play the uh, the like, do you flinch games? Like one player flings cards at the other and see if she flinches. And if she doesn't, she gets to go first.
0: (laughs) It's amazing. All right, well, now that you know this, you'll be ready for tomorrow's word. But uh, that was my little secret surprise. And I'm not doing this again next week. I might give another <laughs> wrinkle, like, you know, you know, make it a card game or something. Like, those kind of things at least help me spur in these, like, 80 to 90 days of this podcast. Right. Um, oh, it helps me get some extra ideas going. But starting player funny is hard.
1: Everyone's going to show up with their, like, start player mechanic. You're like, I'm not doing that now. <laughs> it's over. All right, cool. Tell everybody how they can get in touch with you. Uh, the easiest way is is on Twitter at Blue Double Duke. Awesome. That's easy enough,. That's all, cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
0: thanks, we'll be We'll be back again. All right.